little nerds and nerdettes. Junior ambassadors, boys and girls of all ages. We're nerds and uh, we're pretty proud of it. You're entering the Nerd United Nations podcast. Never apologize for being nerdy. All things geek are up for grabs. Because unnerdy people never apologize for being assholes. Now, here's your ambassadors, Melissa Nicholson and Jared Boots. Welcome, nerds and nerdettes, to the Nerd Out of Nations podcast. I'm your host from the great white north of Canada, Melissa Nicholson. And today our episode is going to be looking at our most anticipated movies for 2022. Um, what we're really excited about, what we're you know looking forward to, and um, I can't do this all on my all by my lonesome. So I need a co-host, and that co-host is the ambassador for the Midwest United States, Jared Boots. How are you, Jared? I'm doing good. I hope my brain is working better than it did the last episode. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it is. I'm quite sure. Only one way to find out, I guess. <laughs> so are you excited to talk about our what we're movies we're excited about for this year? I'm always excited to talk about movies. Especially <laughs> with you. <Aww. laughs> yeah, it's always fun. Always fun chatting movies with you. <laughs> well, if it wasn't for chatting movies with you, this show wouldn't be here. This is very true. If we didn't have a two-day-long conversation about Infinity War, we wouldn't be here. So, <laughs> yeah. I want to say like a day and a half was dedicated to how funny I thought it was watching Thanos beat the shit out of Hulk. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a good chunk of time. <laughs> So Melissa, why don't you uh, why don't you kick us off? What, what are some of the movies you're excited for in 2022? All right, um, I've got a few of them, a good list of them. Um, there is one I had to cross off my list because I made sure to double check I was right on that they were all coming out this year and everything. And there was one that's delayed till whenever the heck it's <laughs> gonna come out. So one has to be crossed off my list, but for for now. Uh, my most anticipated list for, for this year is um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, uh, Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore, uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, uh, Jurassic World, Dominion, uh, Death on the Nile, and Thor, Love and Thunder. And And the one that um, that had to be crossed off because it's delayed until uh, 2023 is John Wick 4. Remember, remember when that was supposed to come out the same day as the Matrix 4 last year? And it was supposed to be Keanu Reeves' day. Right? They had one job. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, COVID. Right? <clears throat> that sucks. All right. You wouldn't believe this, but actually I had uh, I crossed off some of the crossovers we had, and yeah, we crossed over almost all of them except uh, Fantastic Beasts. Oh wow! 
I was shocked that you put Death in the Nile. I really thought that was one I was just going to have by myself on there. Yeah, that one too. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, uh, I'm I, actually kind of shocked you had Black Panther too, kind of also. So. Well, I really liked the, the other one. So I was just like, I'm, I'm excited for, for what this one's going to be. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, the Death in the Nile, I didn't even know it was a thing until I had seen, um, I had seen a trailer for it in a movie theater. And I thought, this is going to be, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. So I, it's definitely, um, one I'm excited for. And that one I think actually comes out next month. Yeah. I want to say like around Valentine's weekend, maybe somewhere around there. Yeah. It's got a pretty good cast in it, <coughs> except Russell Brand. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got Gal Gadot, hot, Margot Robbie, hot. <laughs> I, I do love a good murder mystery too, so I think that's what intrigues me the most about it. Mhm. And it just—it really looks like, you know, um. It just looks like a really... I, I like murder mysteries, too. Like, I always find them fun. But I think this one's um, definitely going to be a, a good time. So... And and hopefully not, you know, too predictable where you can figure out, like, okay, it's that person did what they did, you know? But, uh, but no, I'm I'm super excited for it. Like, the, the cast alone is, like, amazing. So... Except one, but that's okay. <laughs> can all be gems. <laughs> it, it's only it's mostly just joshing. I know Russell Brand just has a I don't want to say if arrogance the right word, but he's very opinionated about stuff. So yeah, very I haven't I haven't I haven't seen him in anything in a while. So I guess it's good to see him working again. So nothing personal against him, but yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm excited for uh, Doctor Strange. Also, because Sam Raimi directing it, how can that go wrong? So you know we're going to get a Bruce Campbell cameo in there somewhere. Oh, somewhere. He's going to be hidden in there somewhere. I think we already knew. I think he, he Bruce Campbell might have said something about that. I can't remember. I remember he posted something on, he posted something on Instagram on April Fool's Day where he was going to be Ash in the new Doctor Strange. He's going to be all disheveled looking and stuff. And either him or Doctor Strange have like the Necronomicon or something like that. I think <laughs> you had you had to check the date of when he posted it. It was April first. So yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I seeing the the trailer for it. It just looks awesome. Like it's it, it looks like it's going to be um a little bit darker than like it's it's gonna be a darker story but it's yeah but I, I it looks amazing it i'm really really excited for it i really hope it's a level of dark where we actually let heavy moments sit yeah and not and not have it spoiled by a joke like three seconds after yeah for sure yeah that's kind of like quick thing, like I that's kinda how I felt with um uh Shang Chi where like there's that really nice moment where you know like they, they have the lanterns and like you know to you know 
um, in memory of, of everybody who, who died in the battle and everything. And, and then it's like a really beautiful moment. And then dialogue starts for the next scene. And it's like, yeah, you ruined that moment. <laughs> but it's, yeah, I really hope that it, it, they definitely, that they stay that, you know, those serious moments, like you said, sit and not have something funny being said right after because then it just kills it. So, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, I I remember watching Endgame in theater and at the end at Tony Stark's funeral, just getting taken out of it because I'm seeing fucking giant Hulk in a tuxedo in the background. Like, I cannot take this scene seriously at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really takes you takes you out of it. <laughs> um, Thor: Love and Thunder. I I heard that. Where were you? First of all, where were you seeing trailers at for these? I, didn't, I haven't seen any Marvel trailers except for one of the ones I'm going to mention later. Did they uh, just release I, some small teasers somewhere? Or? There's been like I haven't actually. I'm going to admit, like, I haven't actually seen anything, but they apparently, when I was sort of looking up beforehand, just seeing, like, has there been anything, um, there's been some concept trailers, like, official concept trailers and things, so there hasn't really been anything official yet, especially, like, specifically with, like, um, Thor, Love and Thunder, and, like, Black Panther. Like, those two, there hasn't really been much of anything yet. So, but we're not well, missing I, out on a, on a trailer yet. <laughs> well, I know, because last time I was on Philip's show, Superhero Stress, we talked about uh, DC Fandom and how, how Marvel moved a lot of their release dates back. Yeah. And it's because a lot of their Doctor Strange comes out the same time as Bat, the Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, Thor Love and Thunder comes out the same time as Black Adam. Then Wakanda Forever comes at the same time as Aquaman too, yeah. and um, I think I made the I think I made the joke or one of us made the joke that uh, Mar- Marvel got scared when they saw what they're going up against because I think Doctor Strange might be able to hold its own, but I think Doctor Strange and Thor: Love and Thunder will just get swallowed up because a Doctor Strange is going up against a Batman film, so anything with Batman it's going to make money, and then. Um, Thor Love and Thunder, I think that's just going to get swallowed up because it's a got our first comic book movie starring The Rock. Yeah. So, of course, I think it's going to make a lot of bank, I think. Yeah, Cause, for sure. Because The Rock, The Rock brings in money on yeah. his name alone. Oh, exactly. Like, people, they hear The Rock and it's immediately like, shut up, take my money. So, yeah, it, it's, it's going to kind of be a little bit unfortunate that, you know, Especially with Doctor Strange, because it looks like it's going to be a really epic film. Not that it's going to be like a flop or a fail or anything, well, but just the fact that it'll be kind of swallowed up by like. Oh, yeah. not not really, because I think they moved it back like three. I think they moved it back to later in March, so like three three weeks after the Batman. So it'll give time for Bat- the Batman to have its legs and stuff. And yeah, that's true. But I still feel like it it might be. You know, it it might not do as well still, but yeah, we'll see. Like I, I don't know. 
<laughs> I, I I think if anything, um, Thor might get swallowed up. Um, I could see that one. Yeah, because uh, I think I don't know if Ragnarok turned a lot of people off. I still haven't seen Ragnarok yet, but I need to get around to it. Is Taika doing Love and Thunder too? Yes. Yeah, so maybe if people were turned off by Thor Ragnarok that they won't be as excited as it comes to Thor Love and Thunder, especially if they know that Jane's becoming Thor in this one. Yeah. Spoilers. Um, yeah, I, I think... I mean, I really loved Thor Ragnarok. I thought it was a really fun, like, legitimately funny film. Um, because I, I think that was sort of the thing where it was... You, you had your, your seriousness and everything, but it was just meant to be just a fun, kind of lighthearted film. And I I absolutely loved it. Like, it's just... It's a fun time. And... Um, it definitely got mixed reviews um, for people. Like, they were kind of like, you know, maybe, I guess, expecting a little bit more, and they were kind of like, oh, it's kind of a joke thing. Like, yeah, it, it got mixed reviews. So I think this one might as well, um, just because it's, like, the same director and everything. But I don't know. Menus at restaurants, you know. <laughs> you're going to like what you're going to like, and you're, you know, so... Yeah, it's going to be kind of unfortunate that it's probably going to be swallowed up, but what can you do, really? Yeah, uh, if anything, I think Marvel will probably have the upper hand in December when the uh, second Black Panther film comes out, just because the first one did such gangbusters. Mm-hmm. Aquaman did, the first Aquaman did, too, uh, both billion-dollar movies. Um, but I think a lot of people are going to be turning to curious to see what they do now that Chadwick Boseman has passed. Mm-hmm. But uh, it'd be worth thinking. I thought I saw on the Facebook news, so take this with a grain of salt. Then they just, I know there's like a petition out to recast a Black Panther. Something like that. But I also saw that there was a, a petition out to basically not have any killing in the film. Like to not... Um, uh, kill the the tribe or whatever. Uh, that there's this this whole thing and it's like, guys, it's a movie. If there's a big battle, like, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's probably the same people who um, didn't want Michael Myers in the recent Halloween film to kill people. Yeah. I think a lot. I think a lot of the thing with the Halloween kills is that they didn't want. A lot of people wanted the scene of them killing the fire of him killing the firefighters taken out and um and him him killing Big John and Little John the gay couple because people started saying that Michael Myers was homophobic because he killed a gay couple. Well, he's the most inclusive murderer ever. He kills anybody, <laughs> anybody and everybody. It doesn't matter who you are or, or how you identify. He's gonna kill you. <laughs> I think Freddie, Jason, and Michael are all like that. And at least. We defended, like, they were my favorite characters in that film, and at least Michael had a reason to kill them because they were in his house. Yeah. Oh. Exactly. So it's, it's it's people being a little too oversensitive with things and making movies, like, too real. You know, like, they're thinking it's, like, 
they're they're in their own dimension, I think, because, come on, it's just a movie, you know, and they should know this character by now, that that he will murder anybody, it doesn't matter, (laughs) like, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's getting a little bit silly. What can you do? But, uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't dug much into the Marvel films that are coming out this year, but I, I just kind of like want to go in surprised, I guess. Yeah. Like outside outside of knowing that Bruce Campbell's making a cameo and Sam Raimi's directing Doctor Strange. Well, the fact that I enjoyed Doctor the first Doctor Strange alone has already got my ten bucks. Yeah, for sure. To the second one, and then. Um, well, up until Shang Chi, Black Panther was the last Marvel movie I actually enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So that already had my ten bucks again too. And <laughs> I just love Chris Hemsworth so much that I, I'll give Thor a run. Like he's always been entertaining just because he won me over. I'm like probably the one person that loved Fat Thor. Yeah. In, uh, Endgame. Everybody <laughs> hated Fat Thor. I thought it was fucking hilarious. I thought that that was hilarious too. Like I, I enjoyed that. <laughs> that that was that was really funny. But then like also, I, well, after seeing him in other roles like as Kevin in 2016's Ghostbusters and uh, in a Perfect Getaway, a horror movie from like 2007. Yeah. Like just seeing him in other shit, I, I just love Chris Hemsworth as an actor. Yeah. He's he's definitely, um, you know, definitely a great actor for sure. Like to see him in other things other than being Thor, and like he he's got the acting chops, man. Like he's you know he's good. I should see if his Hulk Hogan movie is coming out this year too, because he's doing a biopic of uh, of Hulk. He's playing Hulk Hogan in a movie this year. Oh my goodness! I need to look it up if it's this year or not, but yeah. Uh, I think the only other crossover we had was uh, Jurassic World Dominion. Mm-hmm. And I best believe I will, when that film comes out, because we're getting a reunion of the original three, Yeah, I'll I'll be keeping uh, an eye out on either the real fans' feed or Guy Milks' feed. <laughs> Laura Dern makes her first appearance on screen. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, Guy Milks will have something to say about that, for sure. If not, or one, or one of us will probably be enticing Guy to say something. Oh, yeah, and it'll probably be you, because that's oh, me. It'll, me, or it'll either be myself, or Jeremy, or Tim. <laughs> Could even be Michael Lyons. Yeah, maybe him, too. <laughs> or just all of you at once. Just be like, hey, Guy, what do you, what do you got? <laughs> The guy, have you seen Jurassic World Dominion yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm really excited for that one. Especially, you know, you have the you know original three characters coming back and so that that's gonna be really, really cool. So Well I'm also curious as to what the cliffhanger they left us with now the dinosaurs are running free now, so I'm curious to see where they go with it from there now mm-hmm. uh, maybe they hopefully they attack it uh, they approach it better than they did in lost world when the uh, t-rexes were terrorizing through san francisco yeah 
like eating pet dogs and drinking out of pools and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm curious to see where they take this. Plus, I love Chris Pratt in that series and Bryce Dallas Howard. Yum. <laughs> Should have asked your uncle for her phone number. You should have had an opportunity, dude. Come on. (laughs) Now, why don't you talk a little bit about... uh, I didn't write down the secrets of Dumbledore. And the only reason why I didn't write it down... Yeah, I just finished the whole Potter series last year. But But I guess the reason why I didn't write it down is because I've only seen the first Fantastic Beasts. And that was when it was in the theaters when it first came out. So... What you talk about? I have seen the trailer though for it, so why don't you uh, talk about your excitement for it? Yeah, um, yeah, I'm like obviously, like, yeah, I'm super excited for it. I think it's gonna be. I mean, I I, I really loved you know the first film. Um, I, I enjoyed the second one. Um, it wasn't. It, it didn't really have sort of that same like impact as the first one. Um, where I really loved it. I mean, I enjoyed it enough, but it wasn't one that was like that I really enjoyed. But this one, it seems like it's going to be a very solid story being told, and you, you know, you've got a great cast of people, and then you also got a you know a recast. So I'm excited to see what um, what Mads Mikkelsen is going to do with his portrayal of Grindelwald. Because obviously it was Johnny Depp before, and so they recasted him. Um, so I'm excited to see what he's going to do with that. I think he's going to be uh, brilliant because he he's always good with those those villainous characters and things. So um, I think he's going to be a little bit stronger of a of a villain in this one, um, a little bit more than kind of what um, what Johnny Depp brought to the table in the, in the previous ones. Um, I mean, well, mostly the second one, because obviously he was in, had more of a presence in the second one. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what he's going to bring to the table. And, um, yeah, just the story looks like it's going to be, it, it's going to be a little bit darker, but it's also going to, I think, still have that sort of, you know, the lightheartedness that, that it sort of brings. Um, kind of very much like how Harry Potter can be. Like, it's, you know, it, it, there's serious moments, but it can still be kind of lighthearted. So I think this one definitely is going to be that, but maybe a little more focused on that slightly darker story. Um, but yeah, I'm I am really really excited for it. I think it's going to be a really um, fun, great movie. Well, I think we already predicted in the last episode that he's going to kill the Muggles with his picks. <laughs> Yeah, probably. <laughs> but uh, so well, this will be what Mads will be what the f- fourth person to play Grindelwald because do we count Colin Farrell in the first one, even though it was Grindelwald with Polyjuice Potion? Technically, yeah, I would count. Because then you have so you'd have Colin Farrell who was technically Grindelwald with Polyjuice Potion, and that, that was what it was. Was because I've only seen that movie yeah. once. Because I was, because I remember being confused, like, oh, why is it Johnny Depp now? <laughs> no, so, Polyjuice Potion. Yeah. yeah, so you see a Johnny Depp for like three seconds at the end of Fantastic Beast One, and then now you have you know, Johnny Depp in the second film, and then you have Mads Mikkelsen now, and then you had whoever played Grindelwald, and uh, was it 
Deathly Hallows Part One. Yeah. Yeah, whichever one uh, Voldemort killed him in. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's okay. yeah. There's there's been different incarnations for sure. And uh, so I'm curious, uh, have this? I saw the trailer and it looked pretty good for it. So um, usually it's one of those trailers where if I see it pop up on YouTube, I'll sit and watch the whole thing instead of skipping over it. And first time it came on, I sat and watched it. So I'm not to say I wasn't excited for it, but I just didn't put it on my list because I need to see Crabs of Grindelwald before I see this one. I should probably do a rewatch of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them too. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm definitely gonna be doing like a a rewatch of um I do own like I own the first one and I probably would have to find the second one because I don't I don't think I own the second one but yeah I would definitely I want to do like a rewatch just to kind of get refreshed back into that world again and get to know these characters again and and be really even more excited for kind of their continued story in this one so was that so Ezra Miller supposed to be in this one too uh, yeah was he the one with the long hair in the trailer? I think so. Well, I thought that was Adam Driver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's... Um... Well, I'm trying to remember here, but like, how is he still alive? Because wasn't he just... I remember something being wrong with him in the first one. Where he didn't talk. And then... He just turned it into, like, smoke or something? Yeah, something like Because he, he was the... Um, yeah, he, he had the, the creature whatever thing kind of taking over him. So, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, he's yeah he's in this one. Because he was in the other, the other one. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting how that's sort of explained. Because, yeah, he kind of... <laughs> Well, I'm sure I'm sure I'll go into this with a whole new appreciation that I've uh, seen the Harry Potter films and stuff and have a little bit more understanding of the wizarding world. Yeah, for sure. I think you like if you you know you do a rewatch of like the first you know the first one and the second one you probably yeah definitely you know have that appreciation because it's it's still very much you know it's that magical world and it's just that that same sort of energy that like harry potter has but it's different from it and it's it's so good um yeah i, th- I think you'll definitely enjoy it a lot more plus also newt scamander is a hufflepuff so i'll take what i can get there's only so few of us depicted in the films <laughs> this is very true i mean Gryffindor and Slytherin get all the get the spotlight, so I'm with you there. <laughs> Heck, this is who we got for Ravenclaw? Cho Chang and Lana Lovegood. Yep. Or Luna Lovegood? Yeah. Eh, it's early. <laughs> all we all we get is Luna Lovegood and Cho Chang. Yep. The only other Hufflepuff they show in the films is dead. <laughs> yep. Besides Susan Bones. Yeah. But, yeah, the one that they kept the spotlight on, he unfortunately met his demise, so. That's my boy! <laughs> yep. That's a shout-out yeah. to Emily Simons. 
<laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm super excited for this one. I think it's it's gonna be a another fun another fun time. So. Well, I think I have one movie on my list. I think you're after I talk about it. I think you're going to add it to your list. Yeah, I've probably missed it, forgotten it. So, what have you got? Okay, so I crossed off the ones that we already crossed over. So, some of the first, the films I have written down is Jackass Forever, Studio Six Six Six, which is a Foo Fighters horror movie. Um. Here's what I'm telling you about Melissa, The Lost City, uh, uh, Morbius, Halloween Ends. And then I wrote, wrote down three ones in particular because they um, are either starring or featuring my the celebrity I was a helper for at uh, Midwest Monster Fest, Hannah Fearman. And uh, the, that would be Time's Up, which is like a New Year's Eve style slasher. Uh, Dark Circles, which she directed, and then uh, Terror Trips, which is should be coming out here next month, I believe. So I'm pretty excited for those two. So. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So Melissa, The Lost City. The reason why I think you're going to be all on board for this is I saw a trailer for this when I went to go see The Matrix last week. Mm-hmm. So it stars Sandra Bullock, and she's like one of those Harlequin romance writers. Mm-hmm. And she's needed a follow-up for her book. And uh, so it turns out that this uh, some city she's writing about, some lost treasure, really exists. And uh, Daniel Radcliffe plays the villain and takes her hostage to help her help him find this treasure. (laughs) And. The guy that's like the cover model for those books is played by Channing Tatum. Oh. <laughs> he's kind of like a pho- like a phony in real life, but uh, <laughs> he decides he's gonna try to come be the hero and come save her and stuff. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, um, then Brad Pitt shows up like as the actual hero. So I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay, I'll throw ten bucks. I'll throw a couple bucks at this. I'll come watch this. <laughs> but to see to see Daniel Radcliffe as like the villain, like the Bond style villain in this is I'm excited for. Yeah, that could that could be interesting. Well, it's it's always about the fact that I've said this for a while now. Like I have a lot of respect for Elijah Wood, Robert Pattinson, and Daniel Radcliffe because they could have been known as Frodo and Harry Potter and Edward Cullen their whole lives. And then they broke out and started doing all this weird random stuff. And now they've broken away from those characters. Now we're going to get Robert Pattinson as Batman. We're getting Daniel Radcliffe as other stuff. We're getting Elijah Wood as other stuff. So it's cool to see that they broke past those typecasts and are, uh, I wouldn't say like not making a name for their own, but they're just showing their versatility, I guess. Yeah. That they're, you know, they're, they, yeah, they, they are kind of making a name for themselves in the sense of, you know, they can do other things besides, you know, and and become these other characters, you know, because sometimes, you know, somebody else like that you're really familiar with as a specific character, you almost see that character in the next, like, 
character that they play. So, you know, in especially um, in Daniel Radcliffe in oh my goodness, what's that movie? Um, oh my goodness, I can't think of it. It's the the like video game, not video game one. Uh, oh, I can't remember the film, but it was a really good one. Um, he kind of he separated himself. Like I didn't see Harry Potter in it. Like it was this a whole other character. And you know, it it is really nice to see. Like especially you know these actors being in these you know bigger roles that you know they've gone on to do other things and they've been really good in them and. You know, they, they've become these other characters and not just being cemented as the one specific character, which they could have done. They could have easily been like, I'm going to just milk this for years, you know, <laughs> but they didn't. And that's that's really cool. Yeah, I really enjoyed Daniel Radcliffe as Igor and that Victor Frankenstein I watched last year. With him and James McAvoy as Dr. Mm-hmm. Frankenstein. Uh, and then seeing Robert, I haven't seen The Lighthouse or anything else Robert Pattinson's really done, but just looking at him now in the trailers for The Batman, you can tell he's going to be a badass. Yeah, and, sure. and he's going he's gonna to knock this out of the park, I think. And then looking at all the... I've seen Elijah Wood in a lot of random horror movies since he's done Lord of the Rings, like the remake of Maniac, or I've seen him in Sin City... Mm-hmm. Which it might have been around the same time he's doing Lord of the Rings too. Um or Cooties. Watch him in Cooties. He's fucking amazing in that too. So it's cool to watch him kind of break out of that and um do other stuff outside of uh, being Frodo Baggins his whole life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and, and like you know, I've I've seen um like, you know, Daniel Radcliffe in a, in quite a few other things and like he's been you know really great in that and so yeah i'm i might check out this one it seems like a really bonkers film <laughs> yeah, i'll i'll send you i'll send you a trailer for it i i love sandra bullock when sandra bullock does comedy she's pretty fun i love sandra bullock she's she's fun i i've you know seen her quite a few things and yeah she's she's a lot of fun like i i can i can admit i liked like i can admit i liked the miscongeniality films or I liked her in the heat. And yes, I loved her in that. That was such a fun film. <laughs> so I've, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed her in a lot of things. So yeah, I think it'll be good. Like, I'm not a huge Channing Tatum fan, but I think when he's trying to be funny, like I think he can do it. I think it was, he's like poking fun at himself. I think he's all for it. Yeah. Um, he's also another movie out this year called The Dog. I think it's called which. It's like one of those heartwarming. Yeah, 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 yeah. Heart films. Like I don't know if I can handle that. Like I don't know. I I think I I feel like I saw there was some feature about it or something in the movie theater and yeah I I yeah no <laughs> I don't think I could do that either. <laughs> Sometimes um, animal movies just no <laughs> can't do. <laughs> <laughs> move on to jackass forever i think it's the f- first one on my list to come out um 
unless one of Hannah's comes out sooner. Guilty pleasure, honestly. That like I, I didn't like Jackass the first when it came out when I was in high school, but now I just, I'm all about it. It's it's gonna be strange to see them do this stuff without Bam Margera not being in the film now since he was fired from the film. Because uh, poor Bam's had a rough go of it since Ryan Dunn passed away years ago. But uh, yeah, I guess he's now he's having troubles with sobriety, so he's been fired from this new Jackass film. But it's kind of weird seeing them all old <laughs> doing some of this shit now. You watch the trailers; it's like it's it's Jackass. So you're getting in the, from the trailers alone, so yeah. I've I've seen I think the first Jackass film but and it like I mean it was I think probably back in high school when I saw it and I I don't get into it at all I mean it's it's it is what it is like it's just stupid shit (laughs) they're doing um but I really don't get into it at all like I don't really I don't know maybe I'm being a bit of a stick in the mud but I just I I don't think it's really that funny um it's just well, i don't know i disagree it proves the lifelong theory it's all fun and games until someone gets hurt then it's hilarious uh, exactly but yeah it, it i did see um i did happen to see like trailer for this film and sort of a bit of a behind the scenes thing at the theater and it, i mean it is weird seeing them like much older and doing this stupid shit um, I will agree. It's like this is really weird. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, it's still. Yeah, I, I don't. It's. Yeah, it's not even something I would give a second chance to. It's had its chance and it just didn't do much for me. So. <laughs> well, but I'm glad you know, you're excited for it, though. You you know where you'll find me February fourth. <laughs> <laughs> You know, large popcorn watching Johnny Knoxville shoot himself out of a cannon at 50 <laughs> years old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Studio 666. I haven't done much research on it, but I know it's a movie starring the Foo Fighters. I mean, it's a horror movie. Okay. So I'm fucking. I love Dave Grohl. I love the Foo Fighters. So this should be fun. Mm hmm. Why is Dave? Why is Dave? Why is Dave Grohl got to be so goddamn awesome? I don't know. I really don't know, and I don't think even he would know if you asked him. He'd be like, um, I don't know. <laughs> he just is. <laughs> Melissa, did you know that if the Dave, if the lead singer of the Foo Fighters shade, he looked like the drummer from Nirvana? <laughs> Wow, really? <laughs> it was said as somewhere out that there's people that you don't know that's the same person. Yeah, exactly. They'd be like, what? Really? Like legitimately, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Much like, much like how people didn't know, the younger generation didn't know who Paul McCartney was until he did a Kanye song, or didn't know who Ozzy was until he did a Post Malone song. Oh, oh, that hurts. Yeah. That, that hurts. That hurts my soul. Oh. 
it's it's also the generation that eats uh tied tablets. tablets and so this is true this is very true it still hurts my soul <laughs> but, uh, Halloween ends I think is the only other one I have oh I also have Morbius written down uh, which got delayed to April 1st so we'll see if it's an April Fool's joke or not but I finally saw a trailer for it um I, I jokingly said I think Jared Leto's doing his Joker voice for it, but I I, I think it should be good. Uh, comic books and vampires can't go wrong there. I might not be the hugest Spider-Man fan in the world, but he's got a lot of cool villains. I think Morbius the Living Vampire is one of them. And it's something different, too, from Sony slash Marvel, so I want to see where they go. I'm, I'm always... It's not that, like... I'm more for like the Marvel things that are something different, you know, like I like cap and Iron Man was good and all that stuff, but I Marvel's done a good job of making like their C and D level characters like Iron Man and Thor, like household names, you know, but I really do love them trying like this different stuff like Morbius and Dr. Strange and Shang-Chi, like, Guardians of the Galaxy, that stuff. I really like when they hit home runs with that stuff instead. Even though I don't know, I'm not an expert on them going in, but I do love those more. And I think we're supposed to be getting a Blade movie here soon, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be sometime soon. But yeah, I, I really, lo- I agree. Like, I, I really enjoy that, too, where, you know, you have these, these lower-level characters, you know, having their own time to shine. And that's really neat. Like, I'm, you know, because I'm sure, you know, there's those fans who would love to see these things. Like, see their their favorite character, you know, be on the screen and do, you know, whatever they're doing. And so, yeah, it's it's really neat that they are doing that. And it, and like you said, it's something different, which is cool. You know, it's not just the same rehash of a character or doing something. And, you know, it's something completely different from the usual, which is cool. So... Yeah, I feel like I've seen the trailer for that one, and it looked kind of neat. So I might actually see that one, too. <laughs> well, you talk about how you have a little behind-the-scenes stuff at your theater. We had one for Morbius here where, because now with everything with uh, the new Spider-Man film with the multiverses and everything, so I guess they have in Morbius as references to Michael Keaton's Vulture from Tom Holland. I think it's got... Andrew Garfield's Oz, uh, 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 Osborne Company, Oscorp, is that what it is? Mm. So it's got touches of like different multiverse multiverses in this film. So. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. So I guess as so what, I still haven't seen Spider-Man: Far From Home at the time of this recording. So it's kind of a. It's interesting to see going into. So I think I need. I probably need to watch it before I watch Morbius. I'm guessing just to to see what this what this does to the multiverse from here on out with Marvel films. Yeah. Yeah, probably get it, like because if there's a, I, I, well, if there's a connection to it, especially the multiverse stuff. So yeah, I guess it would make sense to see that one and then. Um see Morbius but yeah I'm not really um I wouldn't say I'm thousand percent familiar with him like I've I've heard that name Morbius quite a few times throughout the years but 
it's still not really one that I'm I'm familiar with, so oh maybe I'll just go in blank slate and <laughs> figure out this character. <laughs> well here's the way I look at it. I find you might be less judgmental on the film if you go in not knowing much about the character and just being surprised and then maybe look up stuff on your own afterwards. Because if you go in being an expert in the character, then you're going to have everything under a microscope. Yeah. And it's, it's not really a good way to way to do things. Like, I, I really, you know, trying to tend to, like, especially with my, my top ten list, like, I you know, went in with most of the movies not, you know, no expectations, not really knowing much about it, just, you know, hearing that it was a good movie or whatever, if it was a friend influence sort of thing. Um, But, yeah, going in expecting nothing and ending up enjoying it, you know. So I I enjoyed, you know, all the movies that I saw. So, and I think, yeah, like, you, you can't, you know, overanalyze it too much or whatever, no... Like I think we, you know, we find out too much about films lately, so it's it's kind of a refreshing thing to just go in and enjoy a film for what it is, you know. So, because yeah, you're definitely a lot less critical because if you don't know the character, you're not going to be like, well, they should be doing this or doing that or why didn't they add this or, you know. So I know nothing about Morbius, so maybe I'll just I'll go in blank slate and see how it goes because <laughs> I don't know anything about him, so. Well, like for example, when I went into Black Panther a couple of years ago, I I think I probably watched a video, like a top ten video, like ten things you need to know about T'Challa before going in to see Black Panther, and like I think before that I knew that he was the he's considered the richest superhero across all the the big two. Oh, wow. so I think the top three, I think was, I think the top three for richest superheroes, I think it goes T'Challa, uh, Tony Stark, and then Bruce Wayne. Oh wow! Um, but yeah, I went in knowing that he's the richest superhero of all time, and that he was married to Storm from the X Men for a brief period of time. Mm. And then, like, there's nothing wrong with like going to the film not knowing anything about the character, and then once you get out of the film, go up and look it up. What they got, what what's accurate, what's not? Because yeah. whether they they get it, whether you know what it's true to the character or not, you know that the before going in, they, they're making these films for general audiences. Mm-hmm. They don't know anything about comics. So that's why we get so many Batman and Spider-Man origin stories, you know, because the first of all, it's somebody's first Batman or Spider-Man film. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's always, yeah, always somebody's first time seeing these characters. So, you know, whatever incarnation they happen to be introduced to. Um, but I always find that fun though. Like, when you don't you don't know a character, um, you see a film, and it for me like it makes me want to you know get to know this character more, especially if I really enjoyed the film. It's like okay, I really want to get to know this character, so I might go find their comic books or what you know, um, or if there's other films with that character, um, you know, before previous one or something. Like I'll explore them a little bit more after seeing you know a film like that I'd be first introduced to. So. It's sort of that that diving board, like you're jumping off the diving board into, you know, this whole universe of this character. So, yeah, that's always fun. So if you look at two comic book films this year that are coming out, The Batman and Morbius, 
you got to know that Robert Pattinson is going to be under a bigger microscope than uh, Jared Leto is because uh, the, I'm not saying there isn't going to be a Morbius fan base that goes to see this film that's going to scrutinize every little minor detail or nitpick every minor little detail. But there's going to be a lot more people like nitpicking every small detail about Robert Pattinson's Batman and Bruce Wayne. Oh, a thousand percent. There, There's a lot of people that are going to be, yeah, he, he's going to be, you know, under a microscope, which is kind of, which is kind of unfortunate, really. Because, I mean, you know, I, I look at it like, you know, like for me, you know, I've had you know, several different incarnations of the Doctor from Doctor Who. Always going back to Doctor Who, but it relates in some way. Um, but different incarnations of this character. And so they're all going to bring something different to the table. And it's the same with Batman. Every incarnation has brought something different to the table. And it's always been really neat to see. I like seeing that. Because they can all be, if they're going to be freaking cookie cutter, it's not going to be any fun like it's it's nice to see you know everybody brings their different qualities to this character and their interpretation of this character and you know i i was you know a little bit skeptical of, of robert pattinson being bruce wayne but you know what I, i'm i'm looking forward to seeing what he's gonna bring to the table i think he's you know i i kind of agree with you what you said earlier like he's gonna knock it out of the park um you know just just from like the trailers and everything alone like he's He's going to be savage Batman for sure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And uh, I also think he, he's going to be under more of a microscope just because Batman's such a beloved character, too. So, yeah. Like he, but a, a more broader audience knows Batman more than they know Morbius. Yeah, so there, there, there's going to be for sure the following from for Morbius, like you know, as there, there always is, you know. But yeah, it's it's going to be the bigger crowd for sure for Batman, and he's going to be under that that microscope of okay, what are you going to do, and we're going to nitpick you. <laughs> but I for that one, I'm I'm going just like I've seen the trailer quite a few times, uh, different clips and things, so I, I'm still going in. You know, no expectations. I just want to get to know this this incarnation of of Bruce Wayne Batman. I just I'm I'm excited to get to know him. Well, uh, I guess the last other film I have on my list that we were talked about is Halloween Ends. Hmm. So with, with the cliffhanger that Halloween Kills left with us, I want to see how they wrap this up. I'm sure they're going to be done with the uh, Laurie Strode storyline once and for all after this. So. I really hope they did a better job of toning back on the humor between Halloween ends and Halloween. Mm. I really hope they cut back just a little bit. Cause there's times you watch these new David Gordon green Halloween films. You can see, yeah, that's a line Danny McBride wrote. That's a line Danny McBride wrote. That's a line Danny McBride wrote. So, so I hope they cut back on the humor a little bit more. And I hope we don't, hope we have no evil dice tonight catchphrases. Cause a lot of that mob ended up getting wasted by Michael Myers. <laughs> 61-year-old Michael Myers is a fucking savage, dude. Mm. You got to at least check. I know you're not a huge fan of the Halloween franchise. Most of you got to check out. like these, uh, James Jude Courtney is probably my second favorite Michael now. And they made Michael Myers a savage at 61 years old. 
Like he straight up brutalizes people in the, these two films that he's in. Oh yeah. And I think even more so in uh in Halloween uh, Kills, like you're actually cheering for him to kill kids in this one. <laughs> <laughs> like they make some of these kids so intolerable. I'm like, okay, where's Michael? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I, I'm really, you know, like I I like. You know, Rob Zombie's Halloween. I really enjoyed that one. Um, but yeah, I'm not the biggest, like, Michael Myers Halloween franchise fan, for sure. Like, I've I've seen the original first one, and I've seen... I've skipped over all the way to Halloween 4, uh, mostly because it was a, a drawing prompt movie for the, the um, draw-and-watch-and-horror, so that's how come I saw that one. Um... But yeah, I'm I'm really not that the biggest fan, and like I mean, yeah, the the 2018 was yeah, but it was a little bit kind of disappointing, like just how I don't know, anyway, how it was, but yeah, I don't know. I've been like sort of up in the air, like should I check out this, you know, the the most recent one? I don't know, because <laughs> I'm just I'm not the biggest like Halloween fan, so I don't know. Well, the be- I would say the best part of these newer ones is how savage that James Shoot Courtney's Michael Myers is. Yeah. He pulls no punches. He's savage. <laughs> and they they say they're trying to stay away from the supernatural aspect of Michael Myers in these ones, but this dude's sixty one years old and took a fucking beat down in Halloween Kills, and he still survived. So they say they're not, not um, going supernatural, but we'll see. Mm. You never know. There might be a little bit like an element of it, but not complete focus. And um, real quick, like I said, I mentioned those last three films too, with Times Up, Dark Circles, and Terror Trips. Um, I'm I might try to reach out to Hannah, see if she'll come on the show to talk about them, or see if Cheney Morrow will come on and talk about them too. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know when we'll get around to that, but I'll try my best. I know Hannah's very busy all the time, and Cheney's always working, so we'll see what I can do. And with that, there's no other movies coming out next year, so we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Um. <laughs> I think I think you're missing out on a few. <laughs> I I don't they're they're kind of um they're, they're indie films. I already walked away. <laughs> well, I guess I'm just I'm talking to myself then. Well, I suppose. Bye. <laughs> okay, I'm back. I forgot to talk about DC. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were getting something. I was trying to, to be like, hey, you missed a few, but then you're just like, you're half a mile away, so. Like, well. <laughs> of course, being the DC nerds we are, we can't help but not mention four live-action DC films that we are getting in 2022. Mm-hmm.
That's why he's the qualifier live action because I also know Super Pets film is coming out this year and seeing a trailer. Maybe it'll be a rental, but I don't think it'll be a theater watch for me with Super Pets with uh, The Rock and Kevin Hart. So we're getting The Rock in two DC films this year. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, the the Super Pets looks cute. It 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 looks cute, but uh yeah, it it'd probably be a rental for me too. Like at least at least give it a chance and see it, but I don't think I would go to a theater to specifically see that one. Yeah, and I I do like some of the family friendly films that DC's done. Like I love Teen Titans Go the movies. Like it is not a great movie, but it's so it's dumb fun. <laughs> Teen Titans Go the Movies is also like DC Easter eggs the movie, much like how Lego Batman is. It's uh, Easter egg after Easter egg. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I love Lego Batman. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, the guy that started the Kingsman is in that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not as a noseless character, but he's a <laughs> <laughs> Not as a noseless character. <laughs> also, though, I remember in that bit of trivia that Ralph Fiennes isn't the voice of Voldemort in Lego Batman. <laughs> it's uh, Eddie Izzard. Yep, I know. Because it's funny. <laughs> it is really funny. <laughs> but, uh, so where should we start? Should we start with the one that's coming up soon? Yeah, I guess so. Which would be yeah. one that we've kind of been talking about for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. The Batman. Yeah. Now, I've always wanted to be giving you shit, Melissa, because you recently you've gotten really amped for this movie. When when the Fandom trailer came out in 2020, you're like, meh. So I've been kind of wanting to secretly, jokingly bust your chops about how excited you are all of a sudden. Uh huh. <laughs> when I have been sitting over here being amped since they released that teaser two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you got? <laughs> I can't wait. For, is the March yet? Oh, really? We're saying that now. <laughs> what were we saying in summer of 2020, Melissa? <laughs> eh. That's a. <laughs> That's all I got. I've been watching your enthusiasm from the sidelines recently. I'm like, oh, you weren't singing that tune back in like 2020. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> if if I didn't bust your chops, that would mean I didn't like you, right? Yes, I know. I know. I'd be disappointed if you didn't, so it's all good. <laughs> oh, oh, would you rather be like, oh, it's adorable. Melissa's excited now. Oh, God. Excuse me while I puke. Or would you rather have a John McClane welcome to the party, pal? <laughs> that or you just bust my chops over it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're finally excited for it. I, like, yes, I was, like I said, like, kind of earlier, I was skeptical. Because, you know, I basically only know Robert Pattinson in freaking, unfortunately, Twilight and then Harry Potter. That's um, my boy! 
<laughs> um, so that's about it. Like, I haven't really seen him in, in anything else. So sort of not thinking outside the box of, you know, what characters he can portray and everything. And, and I was sort of like, uh, I, I don't know how this is going to be, but seeing, you know, the trailer recently and, and seeing more of that, it's like, okay, I can see more of this character and, and how he's going to portray it. And um, I, I'm excited for it. Like now seeing that little bit more, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm a little bit more sold on this and, and I'm excited for it. So are you talking about the bat and the cat trailer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've, I've been amped since the, we got that teaser back at a fandom where it ends with I'm vengeance. And him laying that fucking thug to waste. Yeah. I, I do love the noir feel like a very it's got a very seven Fincher feel to it. I'm that I'm excited for. Yeah, very much so. I honestly have no opinion on I know a lot of people have been like on the fence or have stuck their flag on the ground on how they feel like the looks of some of the characters. Like Riddler I have I don't I honestly at the end of the day don't really guess really care about the riddler or how the batmobile looks like i'm excited to see like get see this kind of riddler because mm-hmm. after we got what we got with jim carrey i'm excited to see something a little more serious with the riddler yeah. i think my after the first fandom trailer teaser from 2020 is like i thought catwoman's mask looked a little weird but i i still think it it looks a little but, weird but but, yeah. but after this after this most recent trailer i'm more excited to see zoe kravitz now as uh as Selena. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I'm, I'm definitely, yeah. It, it, besides what her mask looks like, I think she's she's gonna be, um, a good character. Like I think she's, I'm excited for her to see her portrayal. And uh, I'm curious as hell because we, have, I think the only thing we haven't seen yet is uh, John Turturro as Falcone. Hmm. And, uh, I can't wait to see Colin Farrell run wild with the penguin too. Like, yeah, completely unrecognizable. First of all, in that makeup. Oh, a thousand percent. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what he does. I heard he's getting a spinoff show too. Uh, Interesting. And I know that uh, the guy who's playing Jim Gordon, he's getting a spinoff show too. It's Jeffrey Wright. Okay. Doesn't sound right. The guy who's playing Commissioner Gordon, there's going to be like a spin-off show, like Gotham Central, I think it's going to be called. Okay. Be focusing on him. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. But yeah, this one, um, yes, it did take me a good few minutes to <laughs> finally, <laughs> finally warm up to it, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I think it's, it's going to be a... I, I like the look of it. It's it's gonna be. I, I really like that that definitely that noir, like you said, like seven kind of look. Like I, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a mood for sure. <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, I think it's gonna be a pretty badass movie. So if uh, Matt Reeves is listening, which I know he is. If we do get a Wayne Wayne's origin story with the death of the Waynes, how great would it be that if 
Thomas Wayne was played by the guy that played Cedric Diggory's father in Goblet of Fire. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, yes. <laughs> and then Bruce, then Bruce falls to the ground and says, that's my dad. <laughs> oh, my God, that would be great. <laughs> I yeah. also hope we don't get another Wayne's Death of the Wayne's It's been done so many times Yeah for sure If you're going to do it you got to throw something different in there Matt Reeves that's how you make it different That's how you put your twist on it Yeah <laughs> I don't feel like that's I don't know I I, I mean I, I Don't know but I don't feel like That's going to be a thing in this film uh, Yeah it's got a more of a year one feel and an earth one feel. Yeah. Well, I think it's, I think they didn't say it's going to be more year two. Okay. Year two or year one Batman. So it's like a, much like Michael Keaton's is like a little bit of a newer Batman. I did like the well-established Batman like the, that we had with Ben Affleck. Uh, his Batman's been in the trenches for a while, like twenty mm-hmm. some odd years. Uh, it would be nice to see like a mid level because I'd, I'd I'd agree. I think it'd be a lot of people would be nice to see like a mid level Batman for a change because even Christian Bale's Batman was still relatively new mm-hmm. to Gotham City when we had him. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice to see, it'd be nice to see like a mid level like it'd be nice to see something between what we've gotten in the past, like, or like, if this is like a year two, it'd be nice to get like, uh, between Robert Pattinson and Ben Affleck, get something in between there. Like a Batman has been around for like five, 10 years, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's, who's still, you know, like yeah, it's been the five, 10 years, but still sort of, you know, a little bit still sort of new, but has that life experience. Well, I would say he's still new because if he's been around for like five, if he's been fighting crime in Gotham City for five, ten years, I think people's gonna, people are going to know who he is. Yeah, for sure. Uh, moving on to uh, Black Adam, which comes out in July. Hmm. Did you see the teaser for this for Fandom? I did. Now the Rock's been teasing this project for years. Are you, are you excited for this one? Oh, I'm very excited for it. Um, it. It's kind of been like a since it's been mentioned, I've been really, really excited for it. And um, upon seeing the trailer, it it looks badass. I can't wait. I was really hoping we, uh, we got like a small tease of him in Shazam. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm that's I think it's I think it's what everybody's really hoping for is when we're gonna get that Shazam Black Adam movie. Mm-hmm. Or if we're ever going to see uh, The Rock fight Henry Cavill Superman. Yeah. But I, I, have you read any Black Adam in the comics before? No, I haven't. I've read a little bit, and he's more of like an anti-hero than a villain. Hmm. Like, he does what he does for the for his people. Like, yeah, he has the powers of the wizard, but he... Uses him to smite, like, because I think he grew up, I think he grew up a slave. 
or was a member of like a slave race or something like that, and he used the powers to like wipe out the their oppressors and stuff. So hmm. don't quote me, don't at me if I'm a hundred percent wrong, but I think it's what it is. Is he's like a lot of people have like said Black Adam's more of an anti-hero than a than a villain. Yeah, and I'm like you know I I definitely you know I'm not you know fully um you know familiar with the character but I think I I just you know I'm I'm intrigued by this character and who, and who he is and and um I, I'm excited to see this character come to life in the in the film so um I, I'm kind of going in you know the the blank slate not really having any microscope you know. Um, I, I don't have a microscope at the ready to criticize because I don't know anything about the character. So I'm just excited for, for what the movie is going to be. And that, that quick tease they gave us at, from uh, Fandom is him laying waste to all those people. <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> that is pure savagery. <laughs> yeah. It sets the tone. For sure. It for sure does. And it's just, it's so nice to see that we have something now. Like we, we've got that little teaser because it has been something I feel like it's been, you know, maybe it's not been that long, but it just feels like it's been forever that we've been hearing about this, that it's, you know, been sort of a thing. And now we finally have, you know, a teaser and we're going to actually get something. So that's really exciting. The Rock is easily like one of the busiest people in Hollywood. So I think that since the time we hit record earlier, I think he's recorded the film like three more movies and produced cool. another two. Yeah, and he's just about to start a like a fifth one or something. <laughs> <laughs> then he'll he'll go to lunch and start like two or three more TV shows and work out <laughs> two or three times in between there. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Uh, I, I've been a fan of The Rock since his wrestling days, and then um, even loved him in The Scorpion King. And so, I'm, uh, it, like we said earlier, when we're talking about, um, excuse me, love, Thor, Love, and Thunder. I really think this, The Rock's name alone, is going to draw in a lot of money. So, that, I think I mentioned that in Superhero Stress too. This is why, probably why Marvel moved back Thor: Love and Thunder because The Rock's name alone is just going to generate money. Oh, for sure. And if a lot of people were turned off by Thor Ragnarok, that they really could hurt Thor's numbers. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, and like I, I really enjoy the in the Rock, the Rock. Um, you know, in, in other films too, like yeah, like you said, like Scorpion King and all that kind of stuff. Like I've I've really enjoyed him, so you know, I'm I'm excited to see him as this character and be a badass. <laughs> I enjoyed like, him in Rampage too. Mm. I haven't I haven't seen that one. It's mm. one of my favorite one of my favorite video games of all time, and movie movie's pretty good. Oh, it's a video game too. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> you know me, I live under a rock, so I don't. It's it's a ah! rampage is like the most simple game ever. You're either a giant gorilla, lizard, or wolf, and you're smashing buildings and eating people. It's really all you're doing. Okay, so so just a mindless yeah, smash them up, whatever game. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. It it eats just as many quarters for me at the arcade as 
Tetris will. <laughs> oh yeah, Tetris is always fun. I like that one. <laughs> um, so hopefully we get a tease at the end of this one. We're hopefully a Shazam crossover, or we get Henry Cavill in the suit. So hopefully we get one of those. Yeah, that'd be really really cool to see. So either I'm ho- fingers crossed, either we get a the tease at the end of this one. Because if we don't get the, if we don't get a Shazam tease at, at the end of Black Adam, you gotta assume we have to get one at the end of Shazam too. Yeah, there's there's got to be something there. You can't just you keep delaying it. People are gonna get up, start getting upset. For sure, for sure. You can only, you know, you can only delay that so long until people are like, okay, are you, you know, they're either going to be just give up completely or they're going to be like, okay, are you going to do this or what? It's the matchup everybody wants to see. They all want to see Black Adam versus Superman and Black Adam versus Shazam. So hopefully it would be a good way to get Henry Cavill back in the Superman suit too. For sure. I mean, I, I like if we get one of the two of those, I'd be happy. But if we get both, that would be even better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so moving on to, I believe, it will be November with the Flash. Yes. Which I am really, really excited for. Which is. Well, I think there's a lot of joke that our podcast and friends have been saying the Ian Malcolm joke with the Flash movie. All the characters are announcing uh, you are gonna have a Flash in your Flash film, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think I brought this up on Superheroes Just too. Wouldn't it be great if Grant Gustin was the Reverse Flash in this? That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Hey. Because I was wondering if we're going to get Reverse Flash in this. Because I think a lot of people are thinking that the other... Because you see, what, two Ezra Millers in the trailer that we got, the teaser we got. So I think one. I think they're saying like the other one is like uh, is Eobard Thawne in disguise. Mm-hmm. How great would it be to be... I thought it would, I think they should have gone with Grant Gustin be the other world Flash. Because we, we got that crossover years ago in the CW with Ezra Miller showing up on that Crisis of Infinite Earths. Yeah. So I think we should have Grant Gustin have a shot in here as like an alternate Earth Flash. Mm-hmm. I mean, that also, would... and then bring in um, John Wesley Ship too. Yeah. Yeah, that would be really cool. Because we're getting Ben Affleck Batman, we're getting Michael Keaton Batman, we're getting Supergirl, we're getting the Flash, or at least two different Flashes. Mm-hmm. Wallace has been. Uh, are we getting J.K. Simmons back in this one? Mm-hmm. I know J.K. I know J.K. Simmons is going to be Commissioner Gordon in Batgirl. I I don't know if he's going to be in this one. I don't. Well, well, if they go to Ben Affleck's Gotham City, I think one would almost have to assume so that he'll be the the Commissioner Gordon in it. For sure, yeah. Yeah, it would make the most sense, really. Well, they've really had like a tight lip on a lot of what's going on here. Yeah, for sure. Like, basically, it's it's been yeah really tight lipped on a lot of things, and you know, 
you know, seeing the the now seeing sort of the the like the trailer for it, um, you know, I th- I think it's gonna be, you know, a really good, um, fun time. I'm excited. Well, especially, well, especially since it's been development hell for so long, how much how much pressure's on the Muschietti shoulders now, and how much pressure's on the shoulders of uh, Andy Muschietti and Ezra Miller in DC right now because how long this film was in development hell for because I think yeah. wasn't originally Cyborg supposed to be in it too I think so yeah it was originally re- announced like Cyborg Flash movie yeah and now it's just like strictly Flash movie or something like it's yeah it's gone through a lot of stuff <laughs> so if they weren't trying to essentially reboot the universe, so say for, let's say for the sake of argument, if the Snyderverse was still intact, so we still had Henry Cavill, we still had Ben Affleck, and still had Ray Fisher, do you think they would have gone the Flashpoint approach for a first Flash film? Probably not. Because I, 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 I do love the Flashpoint storyline, mm-hmm. but I never thought that, I always thought it was too soon to have that into the, add that to the the, D, the DCEU, but now the Snyderverse is no longer a thing. It gives them the perfect scapegoat to say, okay, well, this is why Robert Pattinson's Batman now, or Michael Keaton's going to be Batman from now on. This is why we have this person. This is why we have this person now. Mm-hmm. Excuse yeah. me, the peanut, the peanut gallery has a comment. Apparently. Tell everybody about it, baby. <laughs> and there you have the cat point of view. <laughs> she also wants Grant Gustin in it. <laughs> Yeah, it it definitely it, it makes sense. Like, you know, they, they can have reason for, you know, having all these other new, like all the, the different people now playing these characters. And, um, yeah, I'm I'm interested to, you know, to really see, you know, I'm I'm excited that the like the Flash has, is going to have his own film, kind of have his own, you know, time in that spotlight. Um, especially like Ezra Miller's Flash, um, because like I really, you know, it, it took me a little bit to kind of warm up to him, but especially after seeing him in um, like Zack Snyder's Justice League, like I really liked him. Seeing him in a completely different light, and I really enjoyed him. So I'm really excited to see what he's gonna do in this film. That's that's pretty well what I'm most excited about. Like, yeah, everybody's excited. Like, you want to see the old Batmobile and whatever, blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> I'm really excited to see what he's going to do. Yeah, Ezra Miller is a good actor in his own right and a few things I've seen him in outside of Barry Allen. Sure. So, and that's, I, I just love the, the Flash. It's probably the one CW show I still watch. And I do love the Flash character. Mm-hmm. He's got such a He's got such a great... Um, rogues gallery. I'd say next to Batman, he's got the second best rogues gallery in DC, at least. Um, 
said up there for a while. I was petitioning to get myself to Muscier to cast me as Captain Cold. <laughs> <laughs> for Ezra Miller's Flash, which I would... Muschietti, if you're listening, I will dye my beard gray to play Captain Cold in the next Flash film. <laughs> but I'm excited to see how many, if we get any of his rogues in it, too, because I just love the Flash rogues. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm curious to see how they're going to set up Michael Keaton being the DC Earth One Batman from here on out. Yeah, and, and also it's gonna be a little, it's gonna be a little sad too at the same time. This it's gonna be Ben Affleck's alleged last performance as Batman too. Mm-hmm. Just it's gonna be a sad end of an era because I did love Ben Affleck's Batman. Yeah, for sure. That that's kind of something that yeah, it's yeah, I've been a little bit solidified. I think that he's that's gonna kind of be where he he hangs up his cape. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it's it's gonna be kind of sad in a way because you know I've really enjoyed Ben Affleck's Batman. Like I, I really really enjoyed him and and what he brought to that character and you know so it's it's gonna be kind of sad. But I mean it's not like you know we can't go back and watch you know the films with him as as Batman, right? So it's not like he's he's completely gone or whatever. Like you know those movies still exist. He's still there in the universe, but. It just won't see him in, in anything new, which is kind of sad. But, you know, I think every character needs to have their run. They have their run and they come to that end. And so, you know, we'll see this might be, yeah, his his final thing. So it'll be kind of sad. But um, I'm also interested to see how they're going to, you know, bring in yeah, the Michael Keaton Batman, that one, like that, how that's gonna come into play. Um, that that'll be interesting, for sure. Well, I know he's gonna be a. It's obviously gonna be like a different Earth. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm curious to see how it's gonna move into him into being the new Batman or the the Batman for the current continuity. Yeah. Yeah, that'll that'll be interesting for sure. How they how they do that and thank god over the last decade or two that michael keaton's really embraced being batman so we could have something like this happen for sure the last the last one i have written down for live action dc is aquaman 2 the lost kingdom Mm mm-hmm now, what did you think of the teaser we got for this? Really cool. Um, I think I'm I'm excited for it. I mean, I really loved, um, you know, the the first Aquaman film. Like, it's just incredible, like how they did it. And and I, I like I, I enjoy you know Aquaman enough. Like, I think he's kind of a fun character. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. Yeah, uh, the first one blew me away in theaters it was so great i love jason momoa as aquaman mm-hmm. um and i'm also excited that we're getting back uh yaya abdul mateen as a uh, black manta we're getting patrick wilson back as uh ocean master mm-hmm. so should be good uh are we getting did they announce willem defoe back mm-hmm. i do you know, i i want to say 
yes, but I don't know. And yes, we're getting Amber Heard back as Marab. I'm just willing to tiptoe around that one if you are. Yep, for sure. But um, yeah, the I think James Wan's also behind the camera for this one too, isn't he? He is, yeah. Yeah, so this will be good. And then, so James Wan's directing this. You got to look for the Annabelle doll somewhere in the background. So <laughs> is anybody who's directed a a Conjuring movie has inserted uh, Annabelle into the film. So Annabelle is in the first Aquaman, and Annabelle is also in Shazam. I remember her. I feel like I remember her being Shazam, but I the other one. I don't know. Uh, in Aquaman, it's when Mara and Arthur are going to under the underwater crate to get her vehicle. Okay. Uh, Annabelle is just kind of like. Look like a pile of like piles of trash over in the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, she's there. <laughs> I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to watch that one and see if I can spot her. That'd be funny. Yeah. Well, I think I think her cameo in Shazam's a little more obvious because it's right there. I think she's framed to be like right in the shot more yeah. than she is in uh, Aquaman. Aquaman had to like look quick for. Mm-hmm. But the other but, one, yeah, it's much more obvious. It's just really funny. <laughs> So yeah, for yeah, sure she'll probably be in this one too, somewhere in the background. Um, are we getting? Or maybe he'll put the Billy puppet in there too from Saw. Who knows? Because James Wan directed the first one. Oh, that's true. Yeah. His buddy Lee Wanell. Well, Lee Wanell was in the first Aquaman. He was the pilot of the plane they jumped out of. So. Mm-hmm. But um, it makes me wonder. Uh, are we getting Dolph Lundgren back too as well? That I'm I'm not sure of. Um, I don't I don't know if we are. Because I I think oh. I did a quick I think I did a quick look at IMDb and I don't think he was listed. Uh, in this initial, I just did a, a really quick look up and it looks like he's in the listing. So. I must have overlooked him because I know we're getting what Ryan Cho back as his character. Yeah, yeah, Abdul Mateen, I know for sure, was back in it. And then, um, yeah, he, same with, same yeah. with Patrick Wilson. Yeah, you've got, yeah, he's, uh, yeah, Dolph Lundgren is in the list for Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom. Oh, and Nicole Kidman is too, I know that. Yeah. And so is uh, Boba Fett. Yeah, I just saw. I'm like, oh my god, it's Boba Fett. <laughs> he, he was the first one listed, actually. I saw it on IMDb. Like Momoa's not listed first, but Boba Fett is. Yeah. <laughs> That's this... another really good series, by the way. Anyway. Yeah, I still haven't gotten around to it yet. Um, it's on the round to it list. Yeah. The the second. Um, I mean, it's only two episodes in, but the second episode is already my favorite. Like, it's just really fun. But anyway. Any Hooters. Any Hooters. Um, and this one looks like it's going to be fun because I think Jason Momoa's got, I, I like Jason Momoa's like kind of laid back attitude, you know, that he has with that. Yeah. Like, he, he's, ser- he's serious when he needs to be, but he's got that more of that laid back casual style, too. Yeah, he's so, like, he's just got that 
full-on chill vibe about him. Like, like just, I'm sure that's kind of how he is as, like, a person outside of, like, you know, being character or whatever. Like, it, it just seems like that's kind of him, too. Um, where he's just, he's so chill, but then he can be, he can bring the seriousness when he needs to. And, yeah, I, I think he, he does a, an awesome job as portraying the training Aquaman for sure I, I really enjoy him so I think we got a quite the 2022 to look forward to here we definitely do like it I, I when I was looking up you know for for upcoming movies like just to see I, I knew I were like I already had my my set sort of list but I thought is there anything else you know coming up this year and you know I made my list and it just like wow, it's it's gonna be quite the year for for movies, and it's it could not be more exciting. I'm excited, especially all the DC stuff we're getting this year. I, yeah. I really can't wait. Mm. So I think that'll do it for this episode. I think so. So Melissa, where can uh, our listeners keep up with you? They can keep up with me on Instagram at MissMelissaN25. It's all lowercase, nothing fancy. Um, you can also find me, I have an art page on Instagram called Scribbles of a Wannabe Drawer. And that's all lowercase, all one word, easy to find. Um, on there I post all my kind of quirky art that I do. And where can they find you, Jared? Uh, you can keep up with me on Twitter and Instagram at QC. D-A underscore Mista, M-I-S-T-A underscore J. It's where you find pictures of my, the best beard in all of podcasting and the cutest cats in all of podcasting. Um, you can find me there. As Can't a pod- disagree with that statement. <laughs> What's that? Can't disagree with that statement. <laughs> well, thank you. I try. <laughs> I raise beautiful girls. Um, as a podcast as a whole, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Nerd Night Nations Podcast. Uh, or be sure to send us an email with questions or feedback or episode suggestions or tell us what movies uh, you're excited for in 2022. You can send those to uh, Nerd Night Nations Podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to keep um, listening to us, uh, you can find us on uh, Podbean, our home at Podbean, on iHeartRadio, uh, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And be sure that um, whatever platform you choose to listen to us from, uh, that you leave a rating and review. Um, we we genuinely appreciate it, and also allows us to be a little bit more noticed within the podcast community. And stay tuned to your podcast feeds because the next time we get together, we're bringing back Jeremy Lloyd to the show. We're talking about season two of The Critic, and I can assure you if it's anything like the first time, it's going to do anything but stink. <laughs> For sure. It's going to be one hell of a fun time. I'm super excited for it. Download our show. Download our show. Download our show. Download our show. Couldn't think of anything better than that for the buy my book. Buy my book. Buy my book. <laughs> it works. It works very well. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time for that because it's going to be fun. If it's anything, if it's half as fun as uh, season one was with Jeremy, it'll be a blast. Sure.
So uh, here we are. It's 2022. The world's still scary. One day it'll get better. I promise. But uh, the best way we can get to that better world is to uh, be excellent to each other. And nerd on, dudes. See you next time. The thoughts and opinions expressed by your ambassadors and their guests are theirs and theirs alone. And do not represent the companies they happen to work for. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, guys.